Um, I really identify with Simon Sinek in his uh, book, The, the Infinite Game. Yeah. If you start a big project, you've got to have a reason to do it. Everybody does, whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and that infinite game is um, the purpose for, for doing all the work. Hi there. Welcome to the e-commerce A to Z podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow a thriving e-commerce business. In this episode, we interview Emily Jeba. For the past eight years, Emily Jeba has run the Jeba Business Solutions, a business consultancy firm dedicated to helping small business in the areas of marketing, strategy, process, and technology. Now, she believes strongly that small businesses are the bedrock of the economy. Our conversation today covers the best business practices to achieve goals, how to streamline your business structure to decrease mundane tasks through automation, and so much more. I'm your host for the show, Chifamenza. Stay tuned. Hi, Emily. Hi. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, the world is always changing. Um, we had some earthquakes yesterday, um, but we're doing good. So wow. keep keep working hard and, and adapting, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, everything going on right now is quite, you know, scary, but we're still positive about it, that everything will be fine eventually. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of scare tactics going on, but I think if we just realize that we're all in this together, that will help everyone be able to have the best um, future. That's true. That's true. I totally agree. So have you been working from home, self-quarantined and isolated? Yeah, my family and I took a vacation back east to, we were in New York City, Cleveland, um, Illinois. Like we we had, we'd been to, we went to all of those places um, and Missouri and then we came back. And as soon as we got back, we, we self-quarantined just because, I mean, people in Utah um, where I'm located, they, they didn't think it was that big of a deal, but we saw um, how it can become a big deal overnight um, with this illness. So we're, yep, we're just self-quarantined. My husband and I are both working from home. Um, he's in cloud architecture and I'm, you know, running this business. So we, and, and then also we have the added responsibility of being able to um you know help our kids with their schooling at the same time so it's kind of like we have our own um our own little company here at the house and that it, it's kind of a neat thing to see actually in this time i can imagine that's great okay why did you start java business solutions like yeah um that's a that's a really good question um I, I've always liked to organize things. I've always liked to 
help people find the solution that they need. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't always feel like I am that solution. I feel like there's a lot of really well qualified people that, um, that have solutions, but I, sometimes I think people just need someone to talk things through with, and especially small business owners. Um, you asked me previously why um, we work specifically with small business owners. They typically are more genuine. Um, some come from big business backgrounds and they just want to make a difference in the world. So it's not that they don't know how to do the thing that they started doing as a company, but, but they're having to do it all on their own. And so that's, that's where we come in. We really like to support them. Um, we like them to be in charge of the decisions since that's why they're uh, why they opened their business, but we we want to be there to support them with technology insight, um, strategy, marketing, and um, process, and hopefully that will help help the world help them make a difference in the world. Um, that's that's our bottom line is helping small businesses make a difference in the world. They have the dreams and they're the bedrock of our company or of the of the United States and and many country countries. So we just want to give them the um, the right tools so that they can succeed and make the difference that they started out to make in the beginning. Okay. To make in the beginning. Okay. So um, what type of businesses have you worked with so far or do you usually work with? Yeah, um, we have. So I've always wanted to not limit the industries that we work with. Um, I feel like there's a lot we can learn from each other. There's a lot I've learned from the different industries that we've worked with. Um, so we don't limit. We just um, some of the the typical companies that we have worked with are all the way from construction companies, wellness coaches, dietary supplement companies, outdoor game builders. I have a German translator client right now, um, an HR consultant. We even have a refugee choir um, nonprofit organization. And then the one that where you and I met is a Brazilian restaurant um in downtown provo um so we we really there's a lot of things that are similar business to business um some things uh we we adapt and we you know we take their advice on how the industry works well for them what they've noticed um but we also have a lot of experience that can help and benefit them to build the structure that will help them to be successful Okay. How important is building a structure for small businesses? Um, so small businesses, a lot of times like with this, um, they don't lack experience at all, but they, they have that heart and that drive. Um, they just need a structure to be put in place because they, a lot of times they feel either they're an artsy type personality or they're super rigid but they're starting out and they're having to do everything on their own. So they don't feel like they have the support that they need structure, putting a structure in place as far as um, we meet with them and I help them to um, identify a strategy that will 
helps them to succeed and, and work towards that goal that they want to achieve. Um, and so, so that strategy creates a, a structure for them, which gives them milestones that will help them see that they're becoming successful and, um, and things will become cleaner. I always like the image of gears clicking um, together. Like if they, if they can see that there's all of these gears, we help them put all of these gears in place and then they can run their systems more smoothly. They can amplify the speed or the rate at which they're able to do business and they can um, increase their growth and revenue as well as their exposure for um, the difference that they want to make in the world. Okay, so um, let's say that I am a, I'm an e-commerce business owner. Um, I deal in women fashion items, um, dresses, shoes and bags, um, and I come to you. Um, what, what's the process like? Yeah, so first we, um, when we meet with a client, we always talk to them about mission vision. Um, I, I find that it's, it's really shocking. Even businesses that have been in business for a while, um, sometimes they don't have um, a solid grasp on what the vision is for their company. Um, and so we, we kind of work with them. And those things always are changing too. So it's hard to have something set in stone all the time. Um, you want to be flexible. But so we work with them and identify what their mission and vision is for their company. And then we identify the steps that they need to make in order to get there. So with a, um e-commerce fashion company, we would say, okay, what's the difference? What what makes you different than all of the other fashion e-commerce companies out there? Um, and then that develops into their brand. And that develops into the messaging that we put forward. Um, that that develops into the uh, the type of website feel, user interface that they have. Um, and um, we can we can either set those pieces up for them, or they can pick and choose. And their company can be in charge of pieces, and we can just act as a project manager or a coach to to touch base with them from time to time. Okay, so um, is there like a time frame? Do you have specific time frame um, you use when working with clients or it can last as long as they want it to last? So um, we typically, ideally we like to go in, create a strategy, um, touch base with the client month to month to see how that client is doing. If they're in charge of all of the work, um, their company has administrative and design and website people, then, then what it looks like is we're just checking in with them to see that all the pieces of the strategy are being carried out um, and to identify, do some more research and identify um, what pieces might be helpful um, as time goes on. Um, some clients take us on for um, the work behind it as well, and we can certainly do that. We have a team, uh, we have a graphic designer, we have a, um, we have a technology solutions expert um, who works on 
integrations and web coding. Um, we also have uh, another um, strategist. Uh, we have a social media person. So, so it can really be anything that, that they feel comfortable with. Um, we like to take on, when we take on the work, we like to take it on for short term, like six months at a time. And then train. by that time, it gives the company a chance to hire somebody. And we can even help with that process. We can help to hire the right person and give them advice on the type of qualifications that that person should have. And then we can train that person. And then we can step back and allow them. Because really... Um, we're all about self-reliance. We want that small business to be able to rely on themselves. We want to support them through their growth um, because our main thing is to help many different companies. Um, so we want to go in, set up a strategy, and, um, and then give them the support they need and touch base with them from time to time. And what it looks like is different for every client. We have some that take us on for um, six months and then we have some that I've met with for probably six years so The e-commerce A to Z podcast is brought to you by Kudobas Reviews. Over 70% of online shoppers refer to reviews before making a purchase. According to them, reviews serve as social proof and aid them in making purchase decisions. Collect reviews from your customers and display them on your website to convert your visitors into buyers. Join over 25,000 online merchants in the Kudobas family and start boosting your sales now. The Kodobas Reviews app is available on Shopify, BigCommerce, Wix, Weebly, and WordPress. Check out kudobas.com for more. In crafting the mission and vision of, of a brand, what would you say should be the key elements to be considered during that process? Um, in creating uh, the mission and vision, I really think that for me personally, my strategy comes down to a more genuine approach. Um, you can say, I, I want to have 7 million followers in the next year. Um, you can have all these numbers, but I think that the most important um, vision, the one that the company is going to buy in, the team members of the company, everybody's going to buy in more when they help to create the vision. And also it's a vision that means something. Um, so a company that's doing something to help the world succeed, um, that's like to tie in the real personal um, feelings into a vision statement that that's the ideal thing just like um, I really identify with Simon Sinek in his uh, book the 
the infinite game. Yeah. If you start a big project, you've got to have a reason to do it. Everybody does, whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and that infinite game is um, the purpose for for doing all the work. If, if, if you don't have a purpose, then you're just like a monkey at a keyboard and it could be a robot doing it. But if you have a purpose, then you're up at night trying to solve the problem. And this is what a lot of small business owners, I, I mean, all of the ones that I've met, um, they're all like this. They have a heart and a passion for what they do, identifying and trying to help them just to put it into words is kind of what we like to help with. Um, and then we find that from that point forward, they really have like, they see the vision of what uh, they've created and they're able to work hard to put those pieces in place and work on the processes. A lot of times people don't like to work on the process pieces, but as they see the vision and we touch base with them and show them the progress that they've made along the way, those process pieces they can tell are gears that are starting to flow a lot better and it makes them excited to do the work key elements in starting a small business? Oh, definitely. I, I don't know anybody that starts a small business without passion. I mean, I know that there are some, but um, you could work for a large company very easily. I think that working for someone is the easy way out. And if you are trying to start a small business and you don't have passion, um, it's going to be a long, hard road. Most, most small business owners, number one thing is like, for instance, refugee choir, the nonprofit, um, that started, that's a huge passion project for her. Um, you know, all of, all of these different things you can see a benefit. You can, you can see a need and you can want to fill it in order to get money. But I, I think that most people that start small businesses are doing it because it's a passion of theirs. So yeah, I, I totally feel like that's the number one thing for most small business owners. Okay, so let's talk about marketing for small businesses, e-commerce um, merchants as well. And specifically, what are your biggest marketing tips for, for them? Um, so I know this might sound strange, but I, we have a lot of different types of clients, some that are completely involved in social media, some that are, have never seen it. Um, and some that it's just really overwhelming and they don't, they're, they're getting enough product, um, sold or services sold that they don't feel like that's a big deal, a big deal. But social media is more than just hits and likes. It's it's a place where you can um, kind of journal your um, experiences and uh, through blog articles. And also, um, it, it's a good place where even if you're not popular online because you're more of like a physical um, place, it's a good place to be creative and... Um, and show prove credibility. Um, so, so if you're, so I think that the biggest thing is to be um, consistent with social media, even if you feel like you've said the same thing over and over again, 
um, realizing that people, not everybody has heard it just because you've said it. Um, to, to be consistent and to not give up on marketing. Um, marketing is your voice. It's, uh, it's how you show that you know what you're talking about. It's how you show that you're unique. Um, that your product is different or your service is different than what other people are doing. Um, and, and it's also your voice as well. So. So I remember in a blog post um, with you, you touched on um, authenticity, right? Being like one of your hallmarks um, when dealing with clients and, and your customers. Can you delve into that? Um, so authenticity, it's funny because in this world, um, and I think right now in this, in this, uh, coronavirus, I think everybody's starting to be a little more genuine, but I, I felt like before, um, there's so much social media, there's so much, so many voices out there, um, that it doesn't necessarily you're not going to win the game if you post seven times a day and you replicate and you, you analyze the the back end and then you post things out. Those things are definitely, they can, they can be good if it's the right business and right industry um, and you're at the right point in your plan. But, but I think more than that, um, people are kind of starting to push back um, on a lot of those automated processes. And I think that they have a place and tying in the right mission and vision, which helps with the messaging that is going out and identifying the right timing um, helps to be able to utilize the automation tools in a way that feels and is authentic People, people will stay with companies a lot longer um, if they feel that they have an authentic brand, that they really do care about their customers. They'll, they'll be there for longer. And that's, I mean, in the world of analytics that we're in right now, where number of likes, number of, of um, views, and um, all of these things are so critical, people aren't analyzing yes, you might have thousands and millions of followers, but are these people genuine followers? Are they people that you actually know? Are they, are they really intrinsically um, connected with your company because they care and, you ca and they know that you care about them? So, so at some point, there is a, a threshold that we need to cross where we utilize the technology that's available, but also make sure that we have a genuine message. Um, that way we're not spamming people with the wrong message. Like um, we're segmenting so that we can make sure that the people who came to the conference we just were at get a special message just for them. Some of these things take a little bit more time, but if you're willing to do it with less with less of an audience, that audience will stay with you for longer. Um, and that's, I mean, that's not a new idea. It's just kind of a different idea 
when we're faced with all of these likes and comments and follows and things like that, it's hard to see beyond the numbers. And I think for me, for my perspective, looking beyond the numbers is a critical thing to make sure the messaging is what you want and that the people are responding in a way that feels like, yes, you really get them as a company and yes, they really get you as a customer. And that's, that's where the relationship is the strongest and you're going to see them stay for, um, for the long haul. All right. So you've worked with business owners from different industries. What's the underlying mm-hmm. similarities with all the businesses you've worked with, despite the differences in their industries? Um, well, I mean, their similarities are all that they have a project or the, a company that that's a passion of theirs. Um, I think that the, the things that they need help with from time to time that seem to be similar, um, are things like strategies, um, consistent messaging, consistency in processes, automations to uh, a lot of times they've they've been really successful running a grassroots type of organization and then they move up to growth period and they they don't know how to um, make their uh, social media work better for a different audience or they don't know how to on the value chain side of things um, be able to um, you know they they don't know how to be able to scale up with that because they haven't done it before there's little things like email addresses and if they don't have like a tech person that's aware of how to do each of these processes then then they do need a little bit of support um, I have a great article if anybody visits my website. It's a it's a a short video attached to a blog article called the Gerber Condo uh, method of organizing your business. And it just goes through different steps of like um, quarterly review, like clean up, like get rid of projects that aren't making you money or that you don't feel joy about. Um, and and I think that once people simplify the, the plan a little bit or the strategy a little bit, um, then they can put more money and time and resources into things that are working well that they feel good about. So it's just, it's all about simplifying and streamlining and holding on to the parts of the business that are making you happy and are, um, you know, able to give you the time and resources that you need to run the company. All right. Now let's talk about outsourcing. Um, any business using your service is, is, is a form of outsourcing, right? What would you say businesses should look out for before they outsource projects or parts of their businesses operations? Um, well, we if they're outsourcing to us, if we're taking on projects with us, it would be I mean, these are just things that that would be great. They're like dream wishes. Um, But if they're outsourcing to us, it would be great to follow the Gerber condo method of organizing your business where where you look through and streamline. Like, so you have a really good idea, kind of the direction that you want to go and you get things like 
passwords ready. Um, you get um, people on board. If you have a, a, a big small business, you let them in on the on what you're doing. Um, and that that kind of helps the, um, the teamwork. Like when you're outsourcing some things, there's there's critical information that needs to be transferred from the company to the people you're outsourcing. And there's going to there needs to be time for it. Um, it would be great if if you could stop your clock and just focus on like in a retreat, like you could put your business on pause and have like a business retreat where where the company that you outsource to is able to um, spend that time just with you to to really get things moving in a quick way. But if you can't do that and you're doing it at the same time, that's what most companies do. Then, then just make sure that, that you have time to meet with the, the people you've outsourced the work with, because if, if they can get their questions answered right away, then you're going to get as a business owner, you're going to get the changes made faster. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's pretty common knowledge in any business setting with managers and, um, the different pieces of the company and departments um, that you're working with to just um, not discount those team meetings. Um, make sure that they're effective, but um, make sure that people are prepared ahead of time and then they can get their questions answered. Um, I, on a side note, I really like to follow scrum methodology where we meet quickly, frequently, um, so we meet once a week, we talk about the roadblocks, we talk about, uh, we're very honest about where we're at, we have a project map, we, we break things down into um, specific segments that take, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so as a project manager, from a project management standpoint and strategy standpoint, I think it's a good idea to kind of get used to quick but effective meetings so that you can move forward fast okay well interesting um what's your you talked about scrum right i want us to talk a little bit more on that because i think that it's a very useful method for small businesses e-commerce businesses but a lot of them are not implementing that yet so could you come on it a bit more how do you go about it with like specifics for us yeah yeah so for any small business owner that isn't aware um i just i love project management um i went into school i guess i should have started by introducing myself a little bit i have a business administration degree um, and a minor in sociology. And then I just recently finished my MBA. Um, it was a project competency-based um, MBA, both at Westminster College here in Utah private school. Um, and, and as I was going through um, schooling, I, like I said, I've always enjoyed um, project management. Um, something that I did, I just joined a meetup that was all about Scrum at Nelson Labs um, here in Utah. And uh, it was really mind blowing um, to just be able to write down, I, I have some of that in the Gerber Condo article too, um, 
to write down everything that needs to get done and then go through the list again, delete some of the things that you don't need um, and you know, identify the skills of the team that you have. So small business owners, they don't always have, um, they have whoever, sometimes in the beginning, they have whoever will do the work. And then as they are able to scale up, they can take a look at things and um, give promotions, but, um, and then they can also hire better talent. So having everybody on a project board um, we use a tool called Asana and they have a free version. I put all my clients on it. I use it as my um, project um, board when I talk with them. Since we were a virtual office, so we we typically, like if they're in Utah, we can come and visit them. But we meet with clients from all over the U.S. and we've um, done um, business with clients outside of the U.S. as well. Um, so it helps to have a virtual project board where we can show them the strategy. Um, each of these, there's little cards. This is Scrum methodology too. Like there's little cards. Each project is a card. Um, and then you open up the card and you can um, identify the little pieces that go with that project. And um, assign it to someone and then you can also assign due dates and there's check boxes so you can there's a there's like a journal of how of where you're at and I think that that is really key for not uh, if especially if you can't meet in person like right now with corona like a lot of people are trying to figure out how to work remotely this is a really good tool for something like that because um, meeting quickly, um, answering questions, making sure that you keep up on records of where you're at on that project and, and communication is um, huge for making sure that you stay on top of projects and that people understand what they're supposed to do. Sometimes the best way to do that is in a quick short meeting we do video web chats on Google Hangouts. Um, sometimes the best way is on Slack. We have a, a Slack channel, it's a message board that we chat back and forth with each other on. And then the clients can see where they're at because um, we update the project board. Anytime they're wondering where the project is at, they can just look at it. They don't have to contact us unless they need some extra clarification. So as far as Scrum goes, um, I've identified a lot of things from Scrum that can be adapted into um, small business world. And um, I, I think that it does work really well for small businesses if they stick to it and stay consistent. Okay. Well, so talking about apps, you mentioned Asana, right? Um, what are the other apps? Mm -hmm. What are your go-to apps apart from Asana? Or in addition to Asana? Um, yeah, so, I mean, mine are pretty typical. I bet a lot of people use some of the same ones we've used, but they're, I feel like they're industry standard for small businesses. Uh, they're really helpful as far as, uh, and they're cheap to free. Uh, they have at least a cheap to free um, setting. And then you can always upgrade without losing your information. 
So for process charts, I like Lucidchart. Um, Oh, and they all of these have online versions. I, I think everything should be in the cloud and updated um, so that many people can see the same document at the same time. It just like if you're saving doc I mean there's lots of different reasons that you would save documents, but for me, for a lot of our clients, this is what we do. We do um, Google Drive um, for uploading documents. We do Slack for communication. Um, a lot of small businesses like um, the CRM HubSpot, which connects directly to their email. Um, we use Canva for um, creating easy um, designs. We have a graphic designer who does who has worked in the ad agency for twenty plus years. Um, and so she can do that, but we use Canva for like the social media um, because it's really easy to see what the design looks like and then go over it with the client and make changes right there instead of having to um, talk to the designer and get it changed and go back and forth a lot of times. So that one's a good one for that. Um, I mean, those are, our, and then Hootsuite for scheduling. Um, communications um, we have a like a whole bunch of other ones we we really like for small businesses that can that want to run on their own we really like recommending Wix because anybody can set it up we can set it up and we can make it look good and then we turn it over to the business owner and they can make changes um, whenever they want so they're in charge of their um, own website, which really is is nice for small businesses. So, I mean, we have we have a whole bunch of them that we use. Those are probably the ones just off the top of my okay. head. So, um, we're going to end our interview now. But before we do, what's your okay? So, two questions before we end. The first question is that: What books would you recommend every small business e-commerce entrepreneur reads? Yeah, I mean, I already talked about pretty much anything yeah. from Simon Sinek. Um, I I like to just stay up on current um, things. I I am in a, I'm a member of a few um, LinkedIn groups that I like to keep up to date on. I think meetups is a good place to find new information. I'm talking to people who have done what you've done, finding a mentor, a coach, like those are really great ways to find success in the business world. Okay. And so what's, so finding a mentor and a coach and any book from Simon Sinek, that's great. What would be your one advice mm -hmm. to small business owners? Um. Well, I mean, I think we talked to, and hit on hit on it a lot, but just finding a really good team, um, and not necessarily just saying yes to the first decision that comes along, but saying yes to the right decision, even if it takes a while to find either a good fit um, with a team member or um, a good fit with a product that you want to use. Like just being patient, but um, but not being afraid to make being changes. Patient, but not being afraid to make changes. 
it was really good talking to you, Emily, and your experience with all the small businesses you've worked with really came to play in this conversation. And I really enjoyed it very much. I'm sure our listeners would love it as well. With all the tips that you have dropped, you know, for every question that you answered, and especially Scrum, I think that it's 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 one of the biggest things that you know small businesses can use to manage themselves and the condo method as well. Thank you so much for this. Is there anything else you'd like to say? So I, I just said thank you so much for your time and for all you do and for all the small business owners out there who are working hard on their dreams. Like thank you so much for all the hard work that you do. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, tell your friends about it and share on social media. As always, take care of yourself and stay safe. My name is Chifa Menza. See you next time.